Welcome to NUFC Matters. I'm Steve Wraith. And I'm Malcolm McDonald. And tonight we've got a very special guest with us, the man himself, John Gibson. Cheers. Welcome, John, indeed. Lads, welcome. Good to see you. Um, let's talk about the Norwich game first. The Norwich debacle. Malcolm, <laughs> Mal- well, Malcolm you, you predicted a draw. I went for a, a narrow defeat. Um, you know, 3-1 defeat at Norwich. It doesn't sound too bad. You know, they're the new team coming up. But let's face it, it was, it was a, a, a mauling. It was. It was. And I've not witnessed such awful defending um, from aside as I did Newcastle last weekend and um, everybody just seemed to be at complete sixes and sevens there was no structure there was no organization and I thought what on earth has been going on these last few days um, to cause this where um, simple defending basics uh, just flew out the window Mm-hmm. Um, on Saturday, and it—I'll be quite honest—it frightened me. What about it frightened me to see it? What about the forward line, John? I mean, Joel Linton's what up there. What about the forward line? <laughs> I mean, I've got to be honest. The Arsenal game—I I boycotted. Obviously, watched it on the television. Yeah. You know, flash some flashes there from Joel Linton, but when you're used to seeing Perez and, and Rondon in particular holding the ball up, we've now gone to Joel Linton, the Brazilian who's cost forty million pounds, looks out of his depth. Well. The, the two up front are £61 million and they both look out their depths at the moment. I mean, run as well. Yeah, it, it, it is frightening. Um, the one thing Joel Linton isn't, and I want to, I'm trying desperately to be fair, it's only two games in, let us wait and see if this continues. Different for Almir and he's played a dozen games now. Mm. But Joel Linton, it doesn't look as number nine to me. Uh, he's certainly not a goal scorer like this fellow, like Shearer. Uh, absolutely no way that he's going to be that. He's got some good touches, he's got possibilities, but I don't know that he's a line leader. And if you think of the Newcastle squad at the moment, there's only one line leader, Carroll, and he's never fit. Yeah. Um, so there's there's immediate problems uh, and as I say, Almirin playing alongside him is getting worse by the moment. Mal, I think the strange thing for me was the, was the midfield. The week before, obviously everyone was scratching their head because there wasn't a midfielder on the bench. You know, he was, it was full of it was defenders. strange that, wasn't strange, it? Strange, strange. And we, we were talking last week about Key wasn't, wasn't, wasn't featured. Mm. Colback had featured all the way through pre-season. He wasn't on the bench. But, but Key was probably the biggest surprise. And then it was almost like a reaction from Bruce. Suddenly, Key wasn't just in the squad. He was in the <laughs> starting lineup, and Longstaff was dropped w- with the line that he was going to protect. He wanted to protect Longstaff. Well, you know, if you're going to pr- protect Longstaff when he's coming back from an injury, why was he playing in the first game? A lot of mixed messages coming out of there. A lot of mixed messages, and I just wonder: um, it uh, has knee-jerk reaction already started in the way that the team's being selected? Mm. And how bad was Key, by the way? Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, dreadful. Yeah, he I mean, was really. Yeah. We didn't know he was on the field. He was on the team sheet, but not necessarily on the field. Mm. Yeah, and it, it it really is quite worrying. Um, I think that that there, there doesn't seem to be just a, um, a simple um, selection that is made from the players who are the best. Mm. 
and it's almost as if that um, Steve Bruce and, 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 and his um, coaches, his aides and what have you, um, it's as if they don't really know. Um, they haven't got to know the players well enough yet. Mm. Um, and they should know them by now because they've had a whole number of, uh, of, of weeks of pre-season training with matches. And, yeah. they, and, and you get it all sorted out in that time. But I just get the feeling that that it's all sort of hit and miss mm. at the what moment. What infuriated me, you know, lads, about that game, and I, I mentioned it before we went down, <coughs> when you look at our early fixture list, this was the match we had yeah. at Edson, yeah. without a yeah. shadow of The missed opportunity was huge. You start with Arsenal, you've got you've got Spurs mm -hmm. next. Yeah. We get hammered, we get tongued at Norwich. We're terrified now about Spurs because they, what could happen down there? Mm -hmm. And Norwich was an opportunity. We thought we missed an opportunity last season when we lost to a North London team on the first day. Mm -hmm. We then went down to a newly promoted side, just as we've done this year at Cardiff. Yeah. And we got a note, note, we ought to have won Kennedy missed a penalty in the 96th minute. Yeah. But we saw that as a mixed opportunity. We then went on a run of 10 games without a win. This time, we got absolutely taken to bits by Norwich. And when you think of mm. what's to come, yes. then then that was but a massive, massive miss. Sure, they're a good footballing side, Norwich. They showed that in, in the, the opening game of the season. Um, but... Um, whilst Norwich was scoring three goals against Newcastle, Newcastle never had a shot at goal. Mm. The first shot at goal was when Shelby scored in the 96th minute. One miss, one miss from Joe Linton, I remember that. And I mean, yes. I mean he should have buried it. You would have, you would have yeah. caught the, yeah. the, the, the Swedish but boy had a huge miss as Kraft well. as well, yeah. Which Again, yeah. another player. Right, but that misses. But, but there's... Yeah, but on there's, target, on yes, target. There's, yeah. no, there's nobody just... Just prepared to and to really take charge of this of, mm. of that situation when when the ball suddenly is there in the penalty area and you just go bang. You know, I I, what, I, I go back to the Arsenal game, that chance that Joe Linton had, and it was almost when he was just through with a keeper to beat. It's almost as if his bottle went. Yeah. And I I hope I'm wrong in what I'm thinking. But it certainly looked very suspicious to me that he got into that situation and panicked. Mm. What you've got to do is just bury it in the in the corners, um, or go for the roof of the net. But but it was just a, a tame um, toe poke straight at the goalkeeper, uh, and that's not Premiership, you know. And this is what this is what's striking me that there's too much in in the Newcastle side that isn't premiership quality mm. and and if that is the case they're going to get tanked week in week out and we, we discussed this last week it's the lack of organization the one thing that rafa brought he might not have brought free flow yeah. and entertaining football but he brought organization and defense yes clever. yes and, and what, it, we're, what we're now going to see is that midfield is letting the back four down and showing sure. the frailties of the likes of lascelles who has always been you know always mm. been dubious to say the least He's now being, he's, he's real, he's a wide open and for everybody to see. Yeah, and oh, the best defender in the club for me is Dummett. Mm -hmm. um, he's got a great defensive, yes, out and out defender. Um, I'm, I'm not even th considering what else um, goes on in the game. I'm just talking about out and out defending. And he is the best. He's getting frustrated. Mm -hmm. When the best defender starts getting frustrated, 
you know that there's a whole mass of problems. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's not going to be simple in trying to sort it out. Mm. Uh, tactically, though, I I think this is where Steve Bruce is getting it wrong. Yeah. Tactically, we're playing with three centre halves who mm. are narrow uh, wing backs. I mean, the Swedish lad had a mare. And why was Manquillo, who had done well in, yeah. in pre-season and against Arsenal. Mm -hmm. uh, but we haven't got defenders there. Richie is not even a full-back. He's no. a winger who's mm -hmm. asked, being asked to play there. Yeah, yeah. So we're vulnerable out wide. Mm -hmm. We're playing three centre-halves now. I think he's got to go to a flat-back four, mm -hmm. move Dummett out to play orthodox left-back, yes. which is exactly what he is, mm -hmm. especially at Spurs. I think tactically we're wrong mm -hmm. and, and Steve Bruce has got to change it and we're putting square pegs in round holes. Moving away from the weekend's game, getting on to that yeah. stop, the topic that we started with, Joe Linton and Almiron, mm. for me, there's not 20 goals in, in both of them, never mind one. Well, at the moment, there's no goals in either of them. Exactly. What, what are we going to do? Who's going to get the goals that's going to get the kickstart in Castle City? Right, brilliant question. The, 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 um, you, you mentioned earlier on... Um, about myself and Alan Shearer yep. as proven goal scorers. The, there is one great similarity between Alan Shearer and I, and that is that when we cross the line into the penalty area, we are so nasty mm. that nobody is going to stop either of us getting that final shot at goal in. Mm. And what I'm watching with Almiron um, and Joe Linton is, they're too nice. Yeah. Almiron, he wants to please all his, uh, all his fellow players. Well, I yeah. used to upset them all. <laughs> Until you scored, they were grateful, right. of course. Yeah, yeah and, then, uh, and then I'd stick it in the net and they say, oh, right, oh, okay, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, but Joe Linton and Almiron, they're getting the priorities wrong and We've just talked about the back four, and then hold on, and then the midfield. Now, uh, weren't the midfield a bit higgledy-piggledy and all over the place? Weren't they sitting back um, too much on, on the defence and not allowing them to get pushed up? And so the whole thing is actually coming down to, to a tactical hodgepodge that we've got. And we've got to look to Steve Bruce to get this sorted out and very, very quickly. Uh, um, and if we can look ahead to the game on Sunday, uh, we've got Tottenham Hotspur coming. Tottenham facing a side that's, that's in uh, tactical disarray will absolutely murder Newcastle. The Premier League record's 9 0, Malcolm. Just. just <laughs> It could no, go. Newcastle aren't going to win 9-0. Definitely not going to win 9-0. <laughs> the, way, the way that you feel at the moment about the team and the way that we're playing, it could, it could, it could really, John, be a mole in a black proportion. You hope not, but it could be. You desperately hope not. Um, we wouldn't even be talking about that with Rafa Benitez, would we? No. Can you imagine like no. nine in with Rafa? No. Um, but, but, I mean, I don't expect that, but I do expect an absolute donkey. Um, I mean afraid that that is what I expect mm -hmm. and I just mentioned the strikers because we were and I think it's very Almiron is shown exactly what is wrong with Newcastle United now mm -hmm. he come here as a very attractive free running free uh, spirit type guy who excited the crowd over the first couple of games when he was here in yeah. January um, but what he is now he is he, like a, a loose cult 
yeah. who's running anywhere in the field and everywhere. And he's enjoying yeah. it, but he's not achieving anything. I don't it's just think now he is enjoying it, you know, Malcolm. I think, I think he's lost. I think he's up to you. I, yeah. I think he's, he plays on the wide and he uses his mm. pace and he gets down there, tries to cut in and have a, a, a ball mm. into the mm. box or try to finish. At the moment, he doesn't know what he's trying to do whatsoever. Yeah, sure. Confidence is nil. I he's certainly agree on that. He's yeah. in, in that front, in that front three or, or whatever system we're trying to play, he's actually now the senior member in that team by a, a few months because he was signed. <laughs> he was signed in January, but you know his experience in the Premiership is fairly limited. He was playing alongside Perez and he was playing against uh, alongside Rondon, both see you know all, both seasoned Premiership players. Now he's in there as somebody who's had limited experience in the Premiership, expecting to play and score goals alongside a Brazilian young lad who's never been in the Premier League before, alongside Maxim, who looks as if he's got... He looks as quick as Wayne Faraday, but equally as talented. And and, and for me, it, it, it all spells to, to, you know, to a long, dark season for Newcastle. But we haven't got a natural physical presence in the penalty area. No. That is no. what Joe Linton's supposed to be, and mm. size-wise... Yes. He yeah. could be. He should be. But, it, but yes. it's not his game. He's, there isn't a physical... I think he got bullied at Norwich. I yeah. think Joe Linton got bullied. He went off very quickly, he didn't he? Off, right. um, and and it, does, it does worry me because I think heads will go down quickly. Mm. They did at Norwich. Mm -hmm. And my job, if Norwich gets a head going down, what might Spurs do? Yeah. I mean, Newcastle have faced the golden boot winner. Yeah. Alibang Al played for Arsenal and got the mm -hmm. winner against yes, them. Then, yeah. then a guy that scores a hat trick at Norwich yeah. mm -hmm. and now the face of Kane. Mm -hmm. And by the way, forwards win games as, as we know. Yeah. They, they're winning games and we haven't got yeah. finishes and we don't win right. games. And yet, if you actually look at what they're bringing to the side, you, Joe Linton, he looks a presence, whether he's actually going to be one or not, is entirely up to him. Mm. But he certainly looks the part. You've got Maximin uh, uh, Wide, who is quick and tricky. You've got Almiron, who is an absolute flying machine. All the assets are there, and yet they look ragbaggish. Mm. They just, they are, they are. Then they're not understanding what their assets are and how to get the very best out of them. Mm -hmm. So you're saying this is Steve Bruce's fault, and he's supposed to. Maybe he's uh, got coaches as well, but yeah, his, but his but they're team. not looking as if they're organised in such a way, um, because what one of one of the ways to tell is is to see how how the back four um, integrate with the midfield as you move forward and then how does the midfield integrate with the with with the um, front guys um, and you look for the movement not seeing it I'm not seeing integration I'm not seeing movement um, uh, and and if if you go 90 minutes without getting a shot in you know there's a massive, massive problem. Mm -hmm. There is a massive problem because not only are they not achieving what they should be doing on the football field, but the whole mentality is wrong. When I went on a football field, I what, what I looked to do was have six attempts in the first half, six attempts in the second half. And if I was only getting three or four attempts in, they, they might have been... They, they, 
there might have been the slightest of chances, but they were nevertheless they were attempts. But I had to get six in, and if I got four in, I was absolutely livid with myself. Uh, they got no none in mm. against Norwich. They got none in all three of them. But that was a yeah, that was a midfield player. Um, so the three of them got nothing in at all. Did you see them upset with themselves? Because no. I didn't. I didn't see them upset going, gee, miss, I've had an absolute stinker today. This ain't going to happen again. I didn't see that at all. Mm. Um, it's almost as if they were too accepting of their own failure. That, for me, is so frightening and worrying. And, and if, if my finger um, with great fickleness is pointing towards Steve Bruce um, and, and his coaching setup. Um, it's also taking in the whole of the, uh, of the playing squad as well mm. because you cannot go through 90 minutes of football and your forwards never have an attempt at goal. Yeah. You will not get anywhere like that. That's relegation written all over it. So if we go into, um, we go into the Spurs game and we lose that, we then have... Uh, a, a Carabao Cup game um, midweek against mm. Leicester City at home. Who? <laughs> did you see them at Chelsea? By heavens, that second half, they were frightening, Leicester. And they don't really forget, were. as Steve Bruce said, this is this is the year we're going to give the Cups a go. If we've <laughs> lost our first yeah. three Premier League games, are we still going to give the Cups a go, do you think? Or got is the to. Premier League suddenly a priority? Well, yeah. we, we've certainly got Steve Bruce has got himself in a right position now. Having gone for brownie points when he first arrived and wasn't well accepted by the crowd, in fact not accepted whatsoever, uh, realised that and thought I've got to play the cards and more yeah. I'm sick of the Geordie card of course because it's every interview, bless him, he's, he's talking about being a Geordie. Yeah. Well I happen to know that. <laughs> um, but he also said we'll go for the Cubs. Now initially as a statement that's terrific because if Newcastle don't win one of the domestic cups, then in the lifetime of young Newcastle United fans now, this club wins nothing. Yeah. Because they're not going to win the Premier League for an awful long time and they're not going to win the Champions League mm. and they're not going to get in the Europa League at the sure. moment. So they've got to win the domestic trophy. Now, therefore, the theory is absolutely brilliant because they haven't had a go at the leagues. I think since Ashley come, have we got past the, the second round of the, struggle the, the FA Cup? No, I'm, I'm not sure. We, we don't, we haven't no, done that. But the interesting thing is now, as you said, Steve, um, that if we have lost the first three games mm. and, and, and everybody's more or less expecting us to lose at Spurs, it's not just a matter of then, can we go out against Leicester and put out virtually the first team yeah. because of the three defeats but a couple of days later three days later we'll play Watford in what is one of the rare winnable games apart from the fact Norwich was a winner and game. yeah they are we're, struggling we're, aren't we're, they? we've got to mm. go out against Watford and try mm. to win so again we lost 3-0 last year oh, it does, yes. oh does he have the guts then to put out his best side mm -hmm. uh, against Leicester knowing that he's risking injuries he's risking mm. everything with Watford to come, or does he not? I think he's doomed, as they would say on Dad's army, which, yeah. which either you do. Yeah. Because if he puts out his reserve side effectively on, on Wednesday, 
he'll be massacred by fans having given a pledge. Oh yeah, what's the word? Sure. You know, and, and if he if he doesn't, if he puts out the first team and they don't beat Leicester, whatever side mm. Leicester put out, or worse, don't win right. against Watford, the, what then? Okay, well you two are, are Geordies. Does it really matter whether Steve Bruce is a Geordie or not? All Newcastle want is a manager who is going to put together a side that can actually win games, score goals, um, stay tight at the back um, and get themselves up the league. It, being a Geordie, it, it, for me, falling back on, on, well, yeah, I'm a Geordie, I'm one of, I'm one of you guys, mm. that is, that, that's actually giving up before you've even it's started. It's desperation. Yeah? It's desperation. I think it so. doesn't bother me that he's I a Geordie. I really do. He should, be, he should be talking as a football manager, mm. not... As, uh, as to where he comes from, and uh, it didn't it didn't bother Geordie's that Malcolm was a Cockney when he was scoring thirty not. goals a of season, no. or Les Ferdinand when he was a long exactly. time. Absolutely, it's, I think it's PR. I think it's a PR thing that the club almost seemed to drive through the manager, and I think what what the PR department at Newcastle be, should be doing is is double checking that there's no skeletons in the closet. And I mean, for instance, um, you know, he's he's always wanted to be Newcastle manager. But if you go back through the Chronicle archives, John, uh, the paper that you've worked at with, uh, yeah. you know, w w over the years, James Hunter did an article when he took over the job at Sunderland, and it, it, the headline that James used and the byline that was used was, "I've never dreamed of managing Newcastle." So you know, he's already setting himself up mm -hmm. for a fall with things like mm -hmm. that. And getting back, just getting back to something else, he said, um, it was about an hour after the game. Matthew Raisbeck on Radio Newcastle interviewed Steve Bruce after the game. He was obviously very disappointed and. Basically, just said he would take it up with the players on Monday. They would start again on Monday. An hour later, the club releases a statement they, they, to say that they're, they're in training on Sunday. Sunday. Even awesome. that seemed to contradict what sure. whatever Bruce says sure. seems to either be contradicted by something he said in the past or contradicted by somebody somewhere at the club. It's it's ridiculous. Well, of course, Rafa, and I'm not keep going back to that. Two things about Rafa. First of all, he wasn't a Jody and the fans loved him mm. to death, so that guy yeah. doesn't have to be played. Mm. Secondly is, you would probably notice, and it frustrated journalists, yeah. Steve, it frustrated journalists, but Rafa was very cagey in what he said on <laughs> yeah. the record. Yeah. He, he mm. virtually did the same interview. Yeah. He had a losing interview and a winning interview, yeah. and mm. he just mm. poured them mm. out mm. at the end of the mm. game. Exactly. And it didn't ask for any elaboration because it wasn't going to come. No. Yeah. And, and then he hadn't left himself open to anything. Mm. Yeah. Politically, he was a very, very clever and shrewd man. But if you've been to the clubs he's been to and won what he's won, you mm. can't mm. be like that. Uh, Steve is sometimes too, it sounds stupid, but too open for his own good. What yeah. he thinks here comes out of here. Yeah. And, and sometimes you've got to pause between there and there and make certain that you're making sense and you're not tripping yourself up sure and, and that happens but but as Newcastle supporters um, wouldn't the three of us like to think that after these two very poor opening results that a lot of honesty and a lot of shouting has taken place in the dressing rooms between everybody and that there's going to be a reaction um, and I'm not so sure there is going to be a reaction come Sunday against Tottenham, I'm, I'm really not. Um, well, is this a, the, what's interests me, Malcolm, is that Newcastle United, and I'm talking players here, I'm not mm. talking, let's switch from managers, because mm. players have got a lot to answer for, they're yeah. the people on yes. the field. Their performance 
acknowledge was abysmal. The down tooled their heads drop without a shadow of doubt. Yeah. They're now fighting a great fight during the week. Mm. There will be this mm. during the week. Mm. We were a disgrace. We accept total blame. We are going to have to stick together yeah. and fight back and we'll show it the next yeah. game. And then the next game comes along and the heads drop. Yeah. And Newcastle United at the moment fight a good fight Monday to Friday. Mm. But they don't fight a good fight mm -hmm. every weekend. Yeah, true. Very yeah. true. Yeah, it's a good point. Is that? We've got a couple of questions on uh, Twitter today. Jamie Swan says the thoughts on Almiron uh, predicament. What would be good? How can we get the best out of Almiron? That's what Jamie Swan's asking. What if if it were down to me, um, I would um, in Steve Bruce's shoes, I would say, right, Alan Shearer, come on, I want you to come on up here for a, for a day. I want you to work with this lad. Or, or, or get me in for a, for a day just to work with a lad. A, show him how to use his pace so that he he isn't he isn't running across defenders. What he's actually doing is beating them. Mm -hmm. That's what he's got to do. That's what pace is for. Go and beat the opposition. Beat them for pace. That gets you into the space where. Um, if the ball is there, you can, you've got every chance of going and sticking it in the net. Um, the, 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 Joe Linton, got to make him a nasty sod, a real nasty piece of work, because he's not a fancy Dan Brazilian player. What he is, is a, he's a physical specimen who's got to go and use that physique, and he's got to start, and I, and I'm, I think I said this last week, mm -hmm. he's got to go and knock centre-halves all over the place. Yeah. And he's not doing it, um, and and until and until players play to their strengths, they're not playing. Yeah. And at the moment, you, you, we're looking at the back four. People aren't playing to their strengths. What they're doing is instead of just saying, "Okay, I know what I've got to do, and I'm going to do it," and concentrate on on getting it done, they're looking there, going, well, "What's he doing? Oh, what about him?" Mm -hmm. And then and and they're forgetting about themselves. Um, and what they need to do. Um, and then in the middle of the park, it's a complete and utter shambles. It yeah. really is. And, I'm, and it's almost as if there's a bit of a war going on between one or two players in there um, that, that they're, they're vying to come out on top. What you want is a midfield on top. Not a midfield player to the sacrifice of everybody else. Yeah, exactly. And, and probably somebody who's a very divisive figure in the dressing room as well, who Rafa wouldn't let anywhere near the first team last season. He's yeah. now dictating things yes. in the centre of midfield yes. again. And, Shelby. Yeah. And, and it's not the first time that we've seen this happen. And what happens is that uh, uh, the, ultimately the, the, the team falls apart. Yeah. And we're seeing that right from the start of the season. And, and unless Steve Bruce really stamps down on it, and he really does have to stamp down, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to fall out with people. He mm -hmm. can't be nice in the dressing room at all. Yeah. He's got to go falling out with people, and he's, and he's got to say, if you don't do it properly, you're out. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as that. And if he just says that, and, and when they don't do it, say, right, gone. For me, in the dressing room, it looks like it's gone from a Sergeant Major's, you know, corp to, mm -hmm. 
you know, a school holiday camp. That's what it looks like it's done and it's yes. shown on the pitch. Yes, John, it is. John, question for you. Um, two similar questions, really. One from Michael Quinn and one from uh, Jimmy Dixon. They're both, both basically asking um, about the regime. So, sorry, Wayne Wonder and Michael Quinn. When do you think, you know, Mike Ashley's going to sell up? Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel? Or do you think this is going to happen? You know, do you think we're on this merry-go-round for the next 10 years? I'll leave that question to you, John. Please God that we're not on the merry-go-round for 10 years. I don't see any particular light at the tunnel. Mm. We've had three attempted takeovers, mm-hmm. um, and I'm more cynical than I've ever been, both about certainly the last one, whether yeah. it, there was any seriousness in mm-hmm. it, and whether Ashley has a willingness to sell this club unless he sells it to somebody like Mansoor that took over Man City, who's got so much money, he'll throw twice as much as Ashley wants at him, and he, he'll be quite happy then to get the hell out of it. Yeah. But he wants to he wants to make so much money out of Newcastle United, he's not prepared to walk away. He's taken huge hits right across his business empire, from Devon and oh, to everywhere else. He really he's is. taken hit after hit after hit after hit, and they, that makes it less and less likely that he'll take a hit on Newcastle. Mm-hmm. that he'll only sell it at top price. And I come back to what I've said regularly. This man doesn't live in Newcastle. Everybody else before him, from John Hall backwards through Freddie Shepherd to Lord Westwood to McKeague, they all lived on the doorstep. And the moment they come out the house in the morning mm-hmm. to go anywhere, they were tackled by fans in the street saying, this is a disgrace, that's a disgrace, what are you going to do about it, etc., etc. They had to pay a cost and be sharp. He lives down there. If he doesn't helicopter in for a match on a Saturday, he just goes to the training ground once every six months and back out on when he's invited when he's invited then he isn't going to face the wrath he knows it happens but he doesn't have to face it and he will sit there quite easily and allow this to happen uh, it has become an absolute despair for me i'm absolutely cynical i don't want to read tomorrow morning that somebody else is in because the minute we hear about it, it's dead in the water. Mm. I don't want to hear a thing till it's completed and I'm not expecting it to complete. I'm at the stage of my life, when I was around early in the 50s as a kid, we won the cup three times in five years. When I was around 60s as a reporter, we won the European First Cup. Since then, absolutely nothing. I'm sitting here with one foot in the grave and I'm wanting before my life's up to see Newcastle win something yeah. a meaningful trophy not the second oh, division Steve Bruce will get you a cup don't but, you worry well, the, the Northumberland <laughs> Senior Cup might have to go to extra time for it to win that <laughs> but I'm not certain we're going to win a trophy and I'm not even certain how I'm going to get rid of Ashley on that happy note I'll even cut <laughs> me throat thanks <laughs> to Chris Hill as well for his question which is very similar Jimmy Dixon he'll have the last question before we get your predictions and he said uh, it's a question for you Malcolm how much do you think you'd be worth these days and would you like to play on the modern pitches nowadays Oh, the pitches are amazing. Oh, my words. Do you know they are they're better on the last day of the season than, than the pitches I played on were on the very first day of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're quite incredible. Um, Could you put a price on how much you'd be worth, Mal? Is it, it's an awkward, wasn't it? I mean, you look at the, the fees they get paid now, yeah, they're ridiculous. If Joe Lynn's worth £40 million, you're definitely worth double that, Mal. <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> and the rest. And, and the rest. You know, like, 
when I was at Newcastle, I was five years here and I scored 138 goals. That was averaging about 27 and a half a season. Yeah. Um, you know, what is that worth? Exactly. You, know, it's, you can't put a price if, on it, can you? It, you know, if they can, um, if they can pay, uh, who is it, uh, Sanchez, um, £350,000 a week, yeah. you know, dear me, I'm, uh, uh, I, I think I'd be wanting a bit more than that for, for 27 <laughs> okay. dollars a season. It's time to put you on the spot, lads. Let's go for the prediction. So, first oh, of all, yeah. Mal <laughs> first of oh, all Malcolm, yeah. you Spurs away and then Leicester at home. Let's have your predictions for those two Okay. Teams. Spurs, um, I think now they're going to come and absolutely play Newcastle off the park unless unless there have been serious changes in attitude from Newcastle and Spurs by heavens when when they're playing they love scoring goals and I can see there being a 3 or 4 nil um, defeat for Newcastle and Leicester I said it earlier um, in this program and and I'll say it again in the second half against Chelsea, I thought Leicester were absolutely outstanding. Some of their movement, and it was so quick and decisive in the way that they went about it. That ripped Newcastle apart. I have a horrible feeling for what's going to happen over the next few days. Um, and I can see a heavy defeat by Tottenham, and I can see a defeat also by Leicester. Unless... Because it's a cut and they start messing about with team selection. But even then, I don't think it's going to make a, a lot of difference because I think the atmosphere um, and the spirit is all wrong in the Newcastle dressing room at the moment. Mm. John, same to you. 4 0 defeated Spurs, I'm very sorry to say. Um, I can't even see us scoring a goal, sadly. Leicester, the, biggest, the easiest prediction there is that it'll be a very poor crowd in terms of numbers. Um, and it'll be a hodgepodge of a side we probably put out. And it depends on the side Bruce puts out and the side they put out. But the bottom line, I don't think Newcastle will go through against Leicester. They will get knocked out against Leicester. And I think they'll lose 4-0 against Spurs. And as I say, I'm leaving now to cut my throat. Yeah, I've got to agree, lads. I think I think a resounding defeat against Tottenham at the weekend. I can only see four or five goals going past Newcastle without reply, and I, and I don't see us getting through against Leicester. The worst scenario, of course, would be um, you know Newcastle United progressing in the cup. I mean, I think on this particular occasion, because you know I, I think I think ultimately if Newcastle get through, it just creates it creates further issues for them. I think on the on the league, but well, I, I think Bruce will look at it. Like I that don't as know. Well. I you get the result against against Leicester, get into the next round, and all of a sudden the confidence start. You know, mm. and football is all about confidence, but at the moment, there is it's zero flat on the floor. Okay, well that's all from NUFC matters tonight. Uh, get us on Facebook and on Twitter, and join our channel. Subscribe to NUFC matters on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to play out now with a local band called Just So. We'll see you next week.
look back on the time